Hello, welcome back to the Manabunt podcast. We're on episode 27. Uh, today it's myself joined by Lily as always. Hello. We're joined by a returning guest, Vanessa. Hello. And a new guest uh, who is April. Hello. Hi. So today, uh, both of you seem to be avid LARPers. So we'll be talking about LARP. Um, so, yeah. I think um, obviously you guys have met Vanessa already from painting, and I think we touched upon LARP briefly there. But um, this is something that Alex and I haven't had as much experience as we would like with mm. the hobby. So we thought we'll bring some people who actually do this quite you know, in, intensely um, to talk about because it's it's fun. And um, there's actually a pretty big community here in the UK, even though everyone seems to be on a bit of a hobby slump at the moment because there's been no events and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, we thought we'll bring some cool people to talk about it. So I guess that the first thing I really wanted to know just for my own sake, and I guess everyone else's sort of um, general you know, understanding of the subject there is how did the two of you get into LARP because you are also obviously in different regions so I don't know if there may have been different factors affecting there or just general experience from your personal point of view but if yeah if you could tell us just generally how how LARP why LARP what kind of LARP that that would be great and then we can sort of have a better understanding of you know the hobby itself. Mm. April um, you want me to go first since my um my experience is a bit, a lot shorter than yours. <laughs> As you wish. All right, because she, she will have a lot to say uh, in a while. <laughs> Hope so. In a, in a bit. Um, so yeah, my uh, experience with LARP started with, um, well, obviously most uh, of people who do LARP have experience with uh, Dungeon Dragons and the sort, the sort of, um, of RPG game. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a group of friends that uh, started doing it when I was in college. And it invited me. Uh, it was around, probably around 2009, 2010. I can't remember exactly. So I tried it with them. Um, it was a LARP that was more focused on um, fighting than role play, really. Uh, people mm-hmm. could just like die, come back, and like fight some more. And like there was no HP, no limit on how many times to die. So people would just fight all the time and backstab <laughs> each other. That wasn't really fun for me. <laughs> right. So, yeah, so I um, I did it for a year and then I stopped a bit and um, I met somebody um, who invited me to the one uh, the one LARP I'm going to right now. It's uh, also a fantasy, medieval fantasy uh, based uh, themed um, LARP. It's the one where I met uh, I met April. Mm. And yeah, I've been doing it for I think six or seven years now. Oh yeah. So how long has April been doing this for? <laughs> um, I, I think I will plead this. this uh, okay. A long time. <laughs> that's that's fair enough. <laughs> yeah, that's great. So, how did you get into it, April? Oh wow, my story is—it's kind of funny actually. Okay. So I, I've been role-playing tabletop games since high school. Um, and <clears throat> then I, in college, I heard about this whole live-action role-playing concept. And uh, Vampire the Masquerade was mm-hmm. was what it was. 
And so um, at the time I, I was uh, visiting Montreal, my friends there, and uh, we wanted to see what it was all about because it sounded really awesome. Like you get to dress up and act your characters out and, and you know, physically be there. It's like acting, you know, and uh, so we decided to basically crash a game that we had heard about. Um, we had no idea what the rules were. We had no idea uh, who to contact. You know, we just heard where the location was, and it was a it was a bar called the Vampire Lounge <laughs> in Montreal. <laughs> yeah, Amazing. and that's all we knew, and we knew the, about the time that they played. So we, uh, my friend and I, showed up, and we just sat and observed and tried to figure out who was playing and who wasn't because. There were, you know, LARPers and then there were just regular patrons of the bar. So it was very interesting to watch it. And you could tell, you could tell right away who was playing and who wasn't. And um, they started interacting with us, even though they had no idea who we were. Um, there, It wasn't evident who was running the game. Uh, nobody ever talked to us character. They just sort of interacted with us. And it was, it was really kind of cool. But... Um, we never really got to talk to anyone about any of it. And we didn't stay very long because we didn't know what the heck was going on, you know? <laughs> so it was fun. So that was my first taste. Um, and, you know, like I said, I, I was only visiting Montreal. So I lived in Albuquerque, New Mexico at the time, uh, you know, where Bugs Bunny took the wrong turn and Weird <laughs> Al thinks it smells like warm root beer. So, <laughs> nice. I was going to say that seems like a pretty big commute <laughs> on travel to New Mexico. Yeah, well, you know, the internet makes things uh, makes well. the world small, right? Mm -hmm. So, I just made a bunch of amazing friends in Montreal, so I kept going back. And Montreal and just Quebec in general is full of gamers and people who love the game. So, uh, whereas Albuquerque was not. Um, hmm. So I went back to Albuquerque very, you know, sad because there was supposed to be a LARP there, but I could never find it. And then when I finally did, it consisted of a storyteller and two players. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And I was like, um, I don't think this is how this is supposed to be. So um, <clears throat> said friend who went with me to the Vampire LARP in Montreal also, you know, said, why don't we just why don't we try to start one? Why don't we just run one since there isn't one here? And I was like, that sounds amazing. So um, that's what we did. We, we bought the, the vampire the masquerade books and we read the rules and we uh, put out advertising that we were starting a game. And we thought, you know, maybe we'll get five to 10 players or something like that. But we ended up with 50 to 60. Wow. So, yeah, it was pretty amazing. Um, and then without any experience actually playing in a LARP, we ran a LARP for two, almost two years. Amazing. Yeah. So that was my, my first experience LARPing. That's how I got started. Um, cool. And then in the meantime, I was also doing something called AmpGuard, uh, as well as the Society for Creative Anachronism, which is SCA. SCA is more of the historical reenactment. And Amptgard is more of a fantasy fighting-based, like foam fighting-based uh, group. And they had classes and, and characters and stuff like that, but it wasn't really LARPing. It wasn't really uh, role-playing too much other than, you know, little scenarios here and there. So there wasn't like an overall storyline or anything. So, yeah, um, that's how I got started.
so when you started, were you with the Vampire the Masquerade? You were just basically adapting the mm. tabletop role-playing rules to, to LARP? No, no. Um, they actually had come out with... That was like one of the first live-action role-playing yeah. games. Oh, really? Vampire oh, okay. the Masquerade, if yeah. not the first. And oh, so, yeah, so, yeah, so we just bought the, the handbook for it. Cool. And okay. uh, it was already adapted, so, yeah. Nice. Yeah, actually, my most recent experience with LARP, like, I can count with my hand how many times I've done something LARP-related. Uh-huh. Um, the first one was when I was very young. I was 11 years old, and it was essentially like what you described, Vanessa, of just a group of people hitting each other, never-ending, no, <laughs> n- no, you know, no, no type gotcha. of rules. Nothing like that. But what I really enjoyed of it, it was it was with a bunch of friends that I knew from playing Magic in the Gathering and Warhammer, of course, all, all the nerds man together. And we made our own weapons and armor with with stuff that I'm sure in this day and age no parent would allow their children mm-hmm. to to use. Like I'm fairly confident I had a flail mace. Made from oh, wow. um, and old and a little rusty metallic rod, um, some um, some fishing string, and the rest of it was. <laughs> I just can't believe this. It was you know like when you get bored in school and you make a, a ball out of all of the elastic bands that you have hanging around. <laughs> well, it was that, and then that we, must put, hurt. we put cardboard around it to make it safe. You know. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, that sounds yeah. like the beginning days of Amphgar. We really evolved our weapons for sure. Yeah, the beginning of uh, LARP was very crafty. Yeah, mm. yeah. It was very much like that. Like my armor was essentially made out of um egg boxes because as it was rich, they kind of provided a bit more padding. And I was uh-huh. I was the only girl and I was the smallest and the youngest. Um like the vast majority of my friends at the time were like sixteen and these were massive, you know, teenager dudes. Full of testosterone, not able to control or measure how much strength oh, they were God. putting behind it. So, yeah, my favorite moment um, was when they actually decided to uh, use me as a battering ram. And even <laughs> me, oh I would not recommend it to anyone, but I was 11 and therefore fearless, and it was awesome. Brilliant. Um, yeah, oh, I've never heard this amazing. before. <laughs> no, uh, it's not something I tend to talk a lot about because I came back home quite bruised and my mom was not very happy with me. Um, so, yeah, and that was kind of the last time that we did it because um, some parents expressed some concerns. So, <laughs> funny enough. So. Uh, at what point can you officially call it LARP? <laughs> like, if it's just kids playing around? Because well, like, when, we when I was a kid, we used to like hit each other with branches well <laughs> there was count? like there was like a certain thematic like um right. you know it, it was sort of based on loosely on D and stuff like that okay. and there were two teams and there was some form of objective like in in the reality of events there were supposed to be rules and then when it came to it it was seemingly just an excuse for people <laughs> to just keep on you know hitting each other <laughs> until they just run out of energy and then the the other two times i've done larp was actually an exactly vampire the masquerade um, because I love Vampire the Masquerade as, as an RPG. I've, I've run it and played it for 20 years now. And it, the, the game itself, because there is so much 
role-playing involved in general, I just think it predisposes itself so well to a LARP environment. And uh, it doesn't really require like a huge ridiculous budget to sort of make a character, if that I makes guess, sense. Especially if you're already a bit gothy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, right. or you know, then your costume is sorted. Exactly. So it, it was kind of an easy thing to get to, um, and I did that for the first time when I was about, I think I was fifteen, with a group of friends who were into um, RPGs and who really like vampire as a role playing game. And I was like, well, well, this actually exists as a as a live action RPG. Would you guys like to give it a go? And we did maybe a couple of sessions, and then. Uh, I guess, you know, it, it, people thought that it was a bit more time-consuming or resource-consuming than just a normal RPG, so we sort of just decided to stop there. But it was fun. And then the last time I did it, again, it was Vampire the Masquerade, and it was such a bad experience that it genuinely put me off from LARPing and LARPing anything Vampire-related uh, altogether. Like, it was, it was terrible. It was a very similar experience to what April was just describing. It was a pub um, here in Southampton where um, the landlord had some form of agreement with this LARP group. And they had like the loft, I think it was, or the second floor. I can't remember exactly. Um, it was back in 2018. So it's a bit hazy. And yeah, they were a group that apparently had been doing this for quite some time. So pretty much everyone that was there already had been playing or doing this, you know, for a few years, they all sort of knew each other, all of this, all of that. Mm. At the time, he suggested we gave it a go because we all had been playing Vampire and a few people were sort of new and he thought it may be fun for everyone and he and I had done it before. So he was like, oh, you know, piece of cake. Um, And, and we went there and it, it was just such a terrible <laughs> atmosphere. Oh, no. Like, I couldn't believe these people had been running a LARP game like a consistent once a week, every single week LARP for several years because, oh, it, it was just terrible. Like <laughs> we couldn't just create our own characters. We sort of had to agree to a pre-selected specific type oh. of character and justify things according to this random set of rules that they had entirely made up. Like this was not anything that you would find on, on the on the actual game manual or anything. This was just something that the group had decided. It felt a bit gatekeeping for them. Mm. Something like that. that. Sounds no fun at all. Um, I, had an, yeah. well, I didn't have an experience like that, but um, for a while I was doing a blog on LARPing and um, a girl talked to me about uh, one LARP she went to um, that women were just authorized to be like innkeepers or wizards wow. or priestess priestess sorry wow. and it was they couldn't be fighter they couldn't be anything else and yeah they had the those roles and it was very um um very sexist so mm -hmm. i feel i feel you yeah it, it was just like you know they they would not allow you to be like i mean for those of you who may not know in, in vampire the masquerade there's different clans and you know they're overall when you're running a game there are certain things to keep in mind as to how many people of certain clans you may have overall, because some of them are more common than others and whatnot. But it, it was just like, oh, no, you cannot be this, this, and this, because so-and-so are already this. And mm -hmm. even though they only come here once a month, you cannot take their spot. 
Right. Okay. But if they are only here once a month and I'm planning to come more regularly, surely you may have some flexibility. No, 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 no. We don't know you. So you could potentially be ruining the dynamic. It was like, okay, fine. So they didn't give us any background whatsoever on what the storyline was or it gave us time to introduce ourselves to any of the other players, nothing beforehand. We were sort of just dropped into the deep end. And it, it was a very deeply unpleasant experience, particularly for the new people, because they just felt completely sort of like they were expectators more than players, if that makes sense. Right. And I was like, this is no way of LARPing. This is supposed to be active. And actually, all we're doing is just being quite passive. So mm-hmm. no fun at all whatsoever. And then, I mean, it didn't help that a few of the people that were playing were a bit creepy, for sure. That was not helpful in any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it was just genuinely a very sort of dissatisfying experience. Um, and apparently that's how the game had been running all these years. Um, no one had had any problem with it. They had a network of other groups across, across the lines, um, like city lines, all around the south of England. And then they had like yearly events where they all sort of gra- gathered together. And they kept on complaining about the fact that they never had any new members. And I was like, <laughs> no wonder why. Um, yeah, it so, just sounds like they don't want new members, by the way. You're yeah, it. very much so. So I was like, nah, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not going <laughs> to be bothered to come back. And it Fair genuinely did, did put that sort of sting of, oh, I thought this was a bit more inclusive. But then I had a couple of friends that did LARP at the time as well. And that essentially told me kind of similar um, stories from their local groups. Um, and how local LARP groups were very different for sort of like big event LARP companies or, or right. groups where, you know, because it's a large event, it's more organized and it's, it, I think they work a bit more to do inclusive things and whatnot or keep yeah. people in the loop. So I don't know if maybe there is something here in the community in the UK that just sort of tends to run things that way, but that's that's definitely how I've, I've encountered yeah. it and it's not pleasant. <laughs> I mean, the uh, I'll, I'll briefly say what LARP I've done, which is just one thing. I did an event, a small event that's like attached to um, the largest LARP in the UK. Um, that Empire. Yes, Empire. Yeah, yeah. but I, I did a small uh, event organized by some players I just went along to because a friend does it. It's quite into it. And I've been meaning to go to the main event, but I just had time to do this small thing. And yeah, it was kind of similar to what you said. Like they all kind of all knew each other and it, it wasn't really the right place for someone new to go along, it seems like. So I was kind of just like, it's like being at a party when everyone knows each other and you don't effectively. Uh, in yeah, character yeah. or out of character, it's the same. So <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, I need to get to a proper event sometime. I mean, we have those also in in Quebec and probably in the U.S. too. Uh, like I said, I used to do a, a blog where I would talk with people of many different kind of experience on different things. Mm. Um, and yeah, some of them had stories about like being new players and just like getting into a game that's been running for 10, 20 years uh, with no reset to the story, just the same old characters with uh, godly powers Right. And like, even if they managed to do something against them and would realize it, um, mm. in the end, the player, like, let's say they managed to kill that player that uh, 
that that had uh, very strong powers and everything, um, the player could just be like, no, you didn't kill me. Who's going to believe you? Mm. Mm. Wow. Lovely. And that would end there. And it's like, you're new players, and we're not interested in having you here. Like, that person put more money into our game than you did. So right. yeah, that's it. But um, the the one where um, April and I go is very, very um, well balanced. Um, mm. There's people of many uh, different age group, um, about 50-50 women, male. Nice. And uh, yeah, it's very, very well um, uh, structured to make sure that you can play whatever you want, however you want, and that there's no... Mm. If if something happens, it's really within your character, like dwarves against elves and things like that. But it's never mm-hmm. going to be like um, men, uh, like power of men over women or things yeah. of that sort. Um, I think it happened once that uh, a new player came in and started talking about uh, rape and whatnot. Wow. And, and it got really awkward, but he never came back. And I'm... Yeah. I'm I think he saw it in her eyes that it's not the kind of topic that we usually would like to talk. And that's the thing with LARP. Like, if you do LARP, you want to be able to play whatever you want. It's fantasy. Uh, There's no things of, oh, well, it's medieval, so women are not as high Mm. on your key as Mm. men. And, I mean, you can be anyone you want. So normally that's how it should be, but that's not how people build necessarily their own LARPs. Yeah, I I guess it it can be the same with um with uh with tabletop RPGs. I guess some people might want to, you know, they'll they'll have some sort of problem separating real conflict and in character conflict, I suppose. But um, yeah, hopefully you can keep it in character, and that way it's fun. I think. I was just uh, gonna say that the LARP that uh, Vanessa's talking about that we that we currently play in, well, it's the pandemic is. Uh... Hopefully uh, over. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've played in it for a long time, on and off, either visiting or when I did live in Montreal. Um, and when when it first started, it was not as evolved as it is now. And I think mm. LARPing has evolved over time as society has evolved. And mm-hmm. you know, we've become more aware of issues and more willing to uh, overcome them. So that's been mm. my experience. Um, most of my LARPing experience has been actually very positive. But I also, when I start an alert, if I pick up that any of that like stuff about newcomers not really being welcomed, I, I just won't play in it. I'll go to something mm. else. So I try to find my people, you know. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. Is the one that you two play in? Is it a, quite a large event, or? Um, I don't know what you define as large. I would say that we have what fifty to seventy players and. Oh, okay. At one point, I think there was a hundred players, um, mm. you know, a while ago. But mm. yeah, that's cool. I mean, that's, I think that's pretty sizable. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, that... it's not a it's not a huge one. Like we have um, a big one that's called Bicolin, uh, mm. that gets like a, I think two thousand, three thousand people. But it's considered mm. like a mix of LARP and festival a bit. Right. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's not really LARPing. There's LARPing within it. Okay. Yeah. Exactly, but there are some of the like 200, 300, but most of them are about between 40 and 70, like uh, like the yeah. one we go to. And yeah, I, think I suppose that's a good if it number. becomes too big, it can be hard to, you know, 
keep it all organized so yeah makes exactly. sense so on on that point of view and just obviously seeing us as you guys are aware of this what could you like maybe think of some things that could help people who have sort of encountered that sort of gatekeeping or just not really found the right type of thing like something that you think may help them sort of try to rejoin a larp group or just if someone is just completely sort of fresh out of whatever and thinking yeah all right i'm gonna do this larp thing what you know what sort of thing you think people may need to keep in mind because one of the things i didn't know for example was that in some cases it can be or, or at least here in the uk it can be quite expensive if you are planning yeah. to go to all of the events and stuff like you know empire i think they have four main meetings a year obviously yeah. you need to book for that you need to get there um you may need to buy equipment for your character stuff like that so it adds up yeah that's what it, kind of you delayed up, me in starting yeah. <laughs> and you know i don't think a lot of people sort of realize that of course if you're good with craft and things like that may be able to salvage some of that but i think that's one of the first things that sort of struck me obviously coming from the vampire one where i was like oh it's it's easy i have all of the stuff at home <laughs> you know so i, I don't know if there are other things that perhaps you guys now that you've done it for such a long time you sort of are aware that it can be a bit difficult at the beginning or any sort of life hacks that you can apply or anything like that well i've i've always avoided actually going to larps that are expensive and and really large and, and really uh i don't know all-encompassing um mm -hmm. because my imagination is what makes the larp fun for me and the imagination of mm -hmm. it and so like I mean, I have costume costumes for the LARP that I'm currently playing in with Vanessa, but it's nothing that's super expensive. And, um, you know, we don't care if you look completely 100%, you know, in character, as long as you're trying and as long as you have something, you know, uh, that's not what's important. What's important is actually the storyline and the camaraderie and the drama, you know, and the acting. And so imagination is what is important, you know, sort of suspending your disbelief and uh, being able to imagine that this person whose armor is, you know, it's not complete or it's it's uh, maybe handed down or something. In your mind, you're seeing it and you're like, okay, they're, they're trying and they're in armor and I can see this knightly person, you know. Mm. So that's what it is for me. It's more about the storyline and, and the puzzles and the discovery and the, and the drama. Right. And the LARP where we go, uh, like we said, it's, it's not, it's more like social... Um, social oriented uh, we don't mind it, like if you wear shoes because you have a physical conditions like if you wear running shoes um, there are ways to hide them or like have very large pants with black shoes or something like that just just that, so that I mean you don't want sneakers that will really show like white sneakers um, that will really show but there are a lot of people like I said with different age um, age group uh, so if we have someone uh, who's like 50 uh, 50 years old for example uh, who has um, a knee condition or a back condition or whatever you don't want them to be wearing just any type of boots just because they are more uh, they look more the part mm. like you want them to to be wear to wear something they'll be comfortable in um, so we try to be careful how we look but we do enjoy uh, sometimes making stuff ourselves um sometimes we like to put money on our hobby of course uh, more and more but uh, it's not the main part there are some larps 
uh, that you can't go to if you're not 100% accurate in how you're uh, dressed. Right. Uh, but then again, they have probably a problem of newcomers because it's a lot of investment. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but other than that, I'd say if you're you want to get into that hobby, uh, now with the internet, you can just find pages like there are groups in your area probably uh, we have one for quebec there's probably one for vermont um you can just go and ask hey is there any larp uh, i look for this type of larp a medieval fantasy uh, you have suggestions i'm looking for this uh, experience here's what i want um i want to go with my kids i want to i want to fight i want to do more role play so mm-hmm. it's easier now to find something uh, to your taste right away. Hmm. And also, if people are really passionate, um, you can ask them how it works, you know, like um, the the one where we go, uh, we started a new story, let's say a year ago, but really two years ago. Uh, we did one year of, uh, of LARP before COVID with this new story. Mm-hmm. And they wanted newcomers to be more, uh, in, to feel more included. So they created... Um, Factions. Uh, there are five different factions, so we get into factions, and there is interest for um, for the factions to get new uh, people in. So when somebody comes in with barely any skills, we still want them because there's a chance they can benefit mm-hmm. uh, and benefit us, and we we want to make sure that uh, everything rules in our favor. So yeah, that kind of concepts helps mm-hmm. really, in my opinion. But yeah, uh, so that can help. Like, just ask questions on what you want and try to find uh, friendly people who will want to include you uh, even before you start. And be ready to be dressed for any kind of weather. That would be my mm. uh, my main advice. Like, bring water, bring food, um, bring a tent, a pillow. Like, don't think you're going to just sleep <laughs> in the forest because you don't know if it's going to be raining. Yeah. Uh, I remember one of my first LARP, uh, I brought just a little um, a little vest um, and it rained. And in the morning I was in in a little blouse, um, short, uh, short sleeves at maybe 10 degrees Celsius. <laughs> just hoping, oh, like just uh, staying in the sun like a lizard, hoping to get warm. Oh <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you don't want that. So just make sure that you have more than not enough because you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. I've, I've heard yeah, some horror stories of various, either too hot or too cold or too muddy. It always seems to be mud is the issue at the big events. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it sounds fun. <laughs> yeah. So I think, um, you know, along what Vanessa is saying, what's important is to ask yourself, what is it that I am looking to get out of LARPing? Mm-hmm. And uh, that way you'll know what which LARPs to look for. If you are more into the physical, you know, sword fighting aspect of it, um, then you're going to want to look for groups that really emphasize that. Um, if you're really into storyline and stuff like that, then you're going to look for that. Um, and also, you know, how expensive is the LARP? How much do they expect me to look like my characters? And then, uh, very importantly, how are the, the people who are in charge, the storytellers or animators or whatever you call them, how do they treat newcomers? How are they treating me? you know, when I talk to them about stuff. Um, so there's lots of factors to consider, but uh, mainly what is it that you're looking to get out of it? What are you wanting? Yeah. 
Yeah, I think that's a fair fair advice. And like, uh, I guess it's it's important to do a fair amount of research, or at least you know at least some research, just so you can really get a good grasp about this. Because like, I don't know, I don't know if it's just here. People tend to be a bit sort of secretive about some of these um, sort of communities, like. I wouldn't have been able to find the LARP group that I went to here if I didn't know that it existed through this friend. Like there was mm -hmm. no information on the internet, like or or it was like so obscure that unless you knew exactly what you were looking for, you wouldn't have stumbled across it. If that makes sense, even if you sort of put LARP Southampton sort of thing. Yes. yes. So, it, yeah, I think it's it can be a bit tricky finding certain things if you don't necessarily know when or where to look for but mm. yeah, I wonder, I yeah again that, that one just sounds like they didn't want new people <laughs> that's weird yeah <laughs> i was just wondering if there was like you know how accessible this information was on on your end of things because like here it, even like, the biggest one here i wouldn't have known about unless a friend started doing it yeah exactly you know i i genuinely didn't have a clue about it i knew about reenactment societies i knew you, you know what i mean you could pretty much type something like that on the internet and something would come up um but with this one i mean i suspect things have changed i don't know i haven't really look look at it <laughs> since then but yeah it might be better now it was it was one of those things that you sort of had to know what to expect and how to find it in order to be able to and the same with empire even though empire is one of the largest ones unless i would have known someone who was attending the event i i would have been clueless because it's not something that you would sort of just hear about, not even, not even in sort of like your friendly local shops and things like that. Like there is no advertisement in that level, that sort of thing. Maybe in social media a bit more these days, but otherwise, it at least here still it just feels like it's quite niche and protected. If that makes sense, mm. Mm -hmm. it does. Um, I guess I would I would say you know just ask around. Like mm. Word of mouth, mm. ask around um, in all of the uh, medieval and fantasy type things, as well as as gaming. I mean, tabletop gamers might know um, uh, people who who just uh, love gaming in general. So you just have to yeah. reach out. Like I found some of the stuff through the SCA. This is for creative anachronism, even though it's a historical, you know, recreation society. A lot of those members also enjoy LARPing and they also enjoy gaming. So mm -hmm. there's a lot of um, connections between all of these groups, even if some of them, like in general, look down upon others or, or whatever. Um, so it just helps mm -hmm. if you reach out to, to everybody and just put out like a wide cast net and mm -hmm. see what you can see what you see can what you find. Can and then, yeah, and then in the end, if you can't find anything, you know, you can always try to start one. Yeah which mm. was one of the most incredible experiences of my life. I was exhausted by the, the second year and I <laughs> didn't want to do it again for a while, but man, it was, it was an amazing uh, time. I really enjoyed it. Mm, nice. I mean, you know, build it and they'll come. So there you go. Exactly. That's, yeah. that's, that's what also, yeah, sorry, here in, um, in Quebec again, because that's, the only place I've been to to play. Um, there's, I think, there's a, an expansion, um, uh, a growth of uh, LARP uh, that mm. are being uh, that are being made uh, because we have a lot of forests. Uh, oh, for one reason. Makes sense. <laughs> uh, 
But yeah, there's a lot of there's many gamers who want to start their own LARP, um, yeah, do it with their friends. And I think one of the reasons why some of them don't advertise as much is because they know they have a limit of people they can mm. they can welcome on the the terrain. Mm -hmm. um, so for for instance, uh, in our group, there's no adver uh, advertisement because most of the time just because we're there and we're talking about it with friends who could be interested and we invite them over and it's mm. plenty enough of people um for the for the game to be uh, to be fun and they have to limit the, the number of people who come right yeah, um, yeah. but in uh in, a, in another way you were talking about uh empire mm -hmm. um so the one i was talking before about uh Bicolin, uh, i know they had uh, a documentary made Okay. Um, well, here I I know I've seen um, some um, some instance of um, LARP characters show in uh, in commercials. Ooh. Oh, I remember a car commercial that uh, like the person just uh, stopped to uh, get an elf character who was uh, <laughs> on the side of the road, bring it back to the city. Um, so yeah, I think uh, the geek culture is really uh, expanding, and with it, it's more and more okay to talk mm. about that. Um, you need to feel to feel comfortable. Uh, I remember uh, I used to live when I started um, LARPing. Uh, I was mm. living with one of my childhood friends, and every time I would talk to her about it, she would be very much interested, but she couldn't stop laughing and she couldn't stop making right. fun of it in, in in another way. I was like, I had to be confident about mm. that that's what I like and that's what I want to do and too bad if she thinks it's funny in my in my mind it was just her being very uh, close-minded even mm. though yeah. she was interested like I felt like she was asking questions more to like talk to it with her friends and make fun of it in my back but oh, okay. I mean I was comfortable with it I was like yeah that's that's what I like so too bad for you if all you enjoy is drinking wine and partying sorry yep mm -hmm. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's not my kind of film so how, yeah. how do you feel, like in general, um, both of you, that the sort of reception of LARP has been? Because to me, it still seems very much like it's very stigmatized and looked down upon, even by other like geek communities in oh, a way. God. Yeah, I, I was gonna say, I I know a few people who have done both. For example, just sort of as a comparative, like what April was saying, some LARP and historical reenactment, and also people that do LARP and cosplay. And and some people who do cosplay and historical reenactment, whichever whichever mix. Yeah. And if for whatever reason, the LARP side of things always seems to get a lot more slack than any of the others. And it's slack, same... slack or flack? What do you? Uh, sorry, flack. Slack. <laughs> <laughs> slack is good. Flack is yeah, bad. Yeah, no, uh, definitely, definitely <laughs> slack. And it's the same. It's the same for like just people who play tabletop RPGs, you know, just generally in their living room with their friends, mm -hmm. that seems still more acceptable than you dressing up and doing it, you know, like yes, in the forest. Yeah. And and I don't really understand why, because particularly, you know, things like historical reenactment and, and LARP, fine, yeah, one of them follows a specific purpose, maybe it's more educational or whatever you want, you know, depending on the society and whatever, than, than LARP, which is more a, a form of escapism and, and all of that. But for example, between LARP and cosplay, like I, I wouldn't have thought, you know what I mean? Like there is a lot of touching points about, you know, making the costumes and impersonating someone, adopting another persona. And definitely yeah. between playing tabletop RPGs and just LARPing, like it's the only difference is that you're not in your living room and yeah. you are more in character in some ways, you know, and, and obviously there's more interaction. So why, 
I don't understand why there is that look at. Yeah, I, I as, as tabletop RPGs have become a lot more popular in recent years, yeah. I don't know if that's helped LARP or, yeah. If I might, I think that probably links back to the fact that most children, you know, were actually LARPing when they were kids, you know, yeah. when they were kids. And so it's just sort of seen as this childish thing that you should leave behind, um, you know, mm. playing with, with imaginary friends, as it were, or pretending yeah. to be things that you're not. Playing pretend. Um, yeah, and tabletop, you know, there's you can do more dungeon crawls and you can have yeah. um you you're can doing have stats and yeah and you're doing <laughs> you're doing rolling of dice and you know stuff like that so you're taking out that dress up element mm -hmm. um combined with mm. uh imagining things imagining mm -hmm. a story the funny thing is you know when you go see a movie and you're sitting there and you're watching it you're you're passively involved you know why not why not get actively yeah, involved? Go to a LARP and, and, and make the movie with people, you know? Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah, exactly. It's and something that fascinates me, and particularly since part of my research is, is looking at the geek subcultures and how they interact with each other or, or just in general, how each of them are perceived in sort of mainstream society. It's just one that's always sort of puzzled me. Like, it's literally <laughs> a combination of various other elements that already exist and that don't necessarily even relate to geek culture per se. Geek culture has just made it a bit more accessible, I guess. But, you know, it's, it's something that every single child does at some extent of their lives and whatnot. And it's, yeah, I, I guess it's because I think it's April's right. childish. That's exactly the problem. Yeah. yeah pretty it's much just... everything that's considered geeky is considered childish to some extent. Hmm. But, yeah, I guess LARP is just one of those things that's kind of more associated with that. It's yeah, kind of hard to it... shake. If I may, um, I find it very interesting in a way because I was going to say exactly the same thing as April. It's uh, the perception that people have of it being very childish. Um, but the way I see it, uh, and I think a lot of people see it that way too, a lot of LARPers see it that way too. Um, you know, when you're in your uh, basement playing RPG, um, you're not putting yourself out there. You're just playing with your friends in a comfortable situation. Uh, you can just go up, uh, get a beer, come back, talk about your weekend. It's not the same thing. Uh, when you go out there, you have to improvise your character. You have to try to be in character, not let um, your own life get in the way of your the way you play. Mm -hmm. And personally, I know it's not the same for everybody, but personally, um, when I make a character, I try to make it to force myself to work on um, aspects of myself that I know are weaker. For example, uh, I don't mm -hmm. know, self-confidence, uh, like speaking louder, uh, being more out there. Like right now, the, the character I'm playing is supposed to be a priestess of a god, a goddess of leadership. And to me, that's something that's very hard. Also, I used to play more chaotic characters because I like to just do things however I want depending on the situation but now i'm playing a goody two shoes <laughs> and it's really harder for me to play but at the same time i feel that it's helping me in my real life hmm. and there's a lot Makes of things sense. that i yeah because you can be somebody else being somebody else you just you're just not as shy as if you're yeah. yourself and how it's going to affect your real life it's not your real life if if it doesn't work for you if you tried it and it doesn't work for you, just change your character and start back to zero. Yeah. Um, and it's so it's funny for me. 
uh, I understand why it would be uh, looked at as uh, childish. And I mean, some people are. So I mean, whether it's RPG, <laughs> uh, tabletop RPG or LARP, some people are cheating. Some people are uh, people are childish in whatever you do. Yeah. Though. Yeah. They are, exactly. But yeah. most people who go there, they just like to see people socialize and have fun. Yeah. And to me, it's a way of like using those pretend games to me is a way to grow up. So it's kind of mm. contradictory. It makes sense. I mean, I guess that's kind of subconsciously that's why kids play. It's it's to learn how to interact with people and be social and things like that. It's yeah, doing the so. same thing, but as an adult, I don't see why people see it as a huge <laughs> problem. Yeah. Um, and it's fun. Like, who cares? Like, yeah. I... It's. I guess, yeah, and you add elements of fantasy that you wouldn't find in your real life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. You can bring magic into yeah. it. Um, yeah, to to go on with what Vanessa's saying, you know, um, putting yourself out there—it's mm. like if you're super shy, but you're playing a character who's like maybe a bard and very outgoing. You have that excuse of "I'm not being myself right now. I'm playing mm -hmm. a character," you know. Um, and I think like there are many actors who are actually introverted, oh, yeah. but they love acting. They love, you know, imagining new things or, or becoming other people. And so acting, it's just basically improvisational mm -hmm. theater that we're doing. We're, we're telling a story together. And yes, we have some rules and yes, we have storytellers to help, you know, guide us and, and keep it coherent. Um, but, you know, it gets very emotional mm -hmm. and you do have to, you know, you have to separate real life, whatever you want to call real life, but, you know, um, your, your outside game life versus your inside game life. And it can be very intense and there can be some very intense emotion, but that's, it's awesome. It's wonderful. The drama is incredible. That's kind of the point yeah. you know, is, is to experience um, different emotions and, and different adventures and, and victory and defeat and all of the things in between. So I think also actors are often seen as gets you know not taking them seriously you know like you're just an actor it's not a real job or whatever so that combined with the childishness aspect of of imaginary play with imaginary friends i think that's part of the problem if not the main point the main problem um and what i say to that is i i think that all adults should hold on to their childhood imagination yeah. and the magic and stories because if we do we're much Definitely. happier mm, I agree I mean I, I can see the same thing with you know I've just done tabletop RPGs really but I can see the same benefits from that like both of you are saying like kind of pushing myself out of my comfort zone by playing a character I can only imagine how much more intense that is if you're actually doing it in person yeah and that was I was just sort of thinking about it as you guys were talking exactly about that and i think i i get what the problem for a lot of sort of tabletop players is in in correlation to larp um and i think some of it like you said vanessa comes from you know the fact that you're you know in the comfort of your house whatever you can sort of do as you see fit but and this is again not, not pointing fingers to anyone in particular but <laughs> the fact that a lot of people that play tabletop rpgs 
don't play tabletop RPGs like one should, or like it was intended <laughs> that you would, you know, you would end up with a party of murder hobos, and you can't do that in a LARP. I mean, you you could, but there will be an actual real consequence because this is affecting other people, right? This is not yeah. just uh, about your group of friends here doing doing whatever on a Saturday night. It yeah, has that no NPCs. <laughs> yeah, it has that exposure, and and some people don't want that because that actually requires to work on your character and actually embracing that character and and doing things that a lot of people get away with in tabletop rpgs and that i, I have never once allowed that on my table mm -hmm. like i'm a very strict dm and i i am very frank when people want to join my table and i'm like okay you, you say you want to play rpgs well this is how you play rpgs and if that's not what you want to play then to me it doesn't count as an rpg so find another group <laughs> essentially but like it's it's things like when people say I tell the bartender blah blah instead of going and telling the bartender blah 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 blah. Yes, yeah, you see, character. Yeah, yeah, you know things things yeah. like that. They don't have acting experience. Yeah. They don't have acting experience, and they don't know how. They don't understand. It's understandable when you start. Having, yeah, but yeah. you know, I've 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 known that from people who have done tabletop RPGs for years, even longer than me. Oh yeah, and it's oh, yeah. like it's just a comfortable. It, it's almost like a. A detached way of contributing without having to sort of invest in it so much that I don't know. It's Absolutely. it's it's weird. It's almost like all of the hard work is down to the DM. You're just here for the oh, ride, yeah. and actually, that's not what this is about at all. The DM should be exactly just sort of a moderator figure, if you like, that points mm -hmm. you into one direction or another, rather than you know essentially telling you exactly what to do in every single moment of it. So I suspect that when you remove that element, and like Alex said, no NPCs are there. It's just other people with their own agendas and, you know, stuff like that. Um, you may be able to get away with kidnapping an NPC on a tabletop RPG, but kidnapping an actual physical human being is a bit more difficult. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I suspect maybe it's something to do with control or things like that, that, well, as, as we know, um, some some members of the community at the end of the day are, are people with certain backgrounds, certain issues, and that's how they gain control over, you know, their lives by playing a game where everything is down to a roll of a dice, but, you know, Absolutely. they can sort of take it or leave it. Well, if if you're out there and you are actually communicating with people, well, that's you know, that's that's more normal to sort of or or more similar to real life than mm -hmm. you know something like that. So yeah, it's it's a weird. I think it yeah, it's it's weird thing how how this weird reputation that larpers yeah. get um, is created. And yeah. well, there is something also about uh, the fact that when you're playing a video game or RPG, mm. you're the hero of your story. Yes. Now, mm. um, I mean, you're playing a hero in a way, depending on how you build your character. I mean, you can play somebody yeah. who's just very not good at anything also. It can That can be fun. Um, but you have to understand that there are other people and you're not going to be the only one involved and you're not going to be the hero of that story. Like mm. everybody has something to do. Like there are so many small quests, main quests, um, and everybody acts uh, in it and change the story, how the story goes. Uh, often the uh, because we have NPC, of course, um, but the organizer, the organizer, sorry, um, are gonna see how also 
your take on a situation and sometimes you can be like oh yeah okay so my character would act this way this way and you go in a direction they completely did not uh, think about mm -hmm. and they're like oh that's amazing uh yeah let's go with that and we'll just change the story a bit um but you have to understand you cannot just uh, i heard that at one uh, at one point like get in the game and be like hey i'm gonna be a prince and a knight and yeah I'm going to be the king of this place. No, no. You have yeah. to make yeah. your own, uh, to make your own name. You cannot just come in and expect everybody to bow to you. Yeah. It's, that's, uh, that's actually very appealing to me. Yeah. I, I, I hate that in tabletop RPGs and video games and all sorts that I've done where it's like, everyone has to be the chosen one. You're always the chosen one. Exactly. I just want to be a different person. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to be this guy. <laughs> Let uh, me be yeah. this guy. I just want to be a normal guy. Just a, I'm a normal guy. I'll be a different normal guy. <laughs> and to me, it's a little bit sad um, that LARPers are being looked down on because mm. you know, when you think about it, um, I mean, geeks have been looked down on for many, many years. Yeah. yeah. And to think that that one type of geek is better than another one and that you just can't like you were the one in that position uh, of being looked down by the rest of society and now you're like stuck in your little group and you look at other groups that are different kind of geeks and you're like what i'm doing is better than them yeah to me, to me it's it's sad i mean it means you didn't learn anything about empathy and yeah, it just happens and, with everything yeah, and you don't understand that people do things for different reasons, and you don't try yeah. to understand those reasons, and that just means you didn't learn anything in the end. So, yeah. I've, I've been meaning to record a podcast about this issue in particular, the, the alpha geek complex, but oh, we yeah. haven't got around that just yet. So <laughs> hold on to that thought, because it's coming. That could uh, be a yeah. big discussion. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think April was going to carry on from now on, sorry. No, no, it's okay. I was just going to say that we're hitting, you know, the nail on the head, as it were. You have to be invested, and you have to have commitment, you know, to LARP. It, it requires investment and commitment. You can't just go into a game and stand off to the side and be like, yeah, whatever, because you'll be bored. You'll be bored. You won't be involved in anything, and you'll hate it. Mm -hmm. So the more you put into it, the more you get out of it, too. Yeah, I had a had a group of friends who um, whose fun was to travel from LARP to LARP, just to play like silly, stupid characters. And they would always tell me, like, they came to our LARP at some point and were like, oh, but that's boring because nobody, like, wanted to fight us. Nobody recognizes us. And I'm like, yeah, but you're no one. And, <laughs> I mean, if you just go from LARP to LARP and do not invest yourself in it and your idea of having fun is just fighting with people for random reasons, right. you're not going to have fun. And obviously they told me they were bored, but mm. no one wanted to talk with them it was not fun they had their little group of people and they wouldn't try between each other and that was it so mm. yeah i guess hopefully in that case there's different larps that are more suited to what they want exactly fighting yeah. fighting uh but i, I was going to say like um i, I guess it, you know it makes sense larp isn't probably going to be for everyone no is it like if you are a bit too scared of the social interaction or the commitment and everything like that and the effort that it takes then fair enough but it doesn't mean you need to you know then look down on it and hate it and yeah. you know it's, it's not exactly. going to be for everyone exactly yeah. just give it the respect it deserves and yeah. move on um, I am just becoming aware of the time um, I think we have about 
enough enough to 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 talk a little bit more about a couple of things but um just from all of this that you guys have been saying um i kind of wanted to get a, a better idea just for my own sake more than anything else this is purely a selfish question <laughs> um, but you know obviously i've you guys have done a lot of sort of medieval larping and we've talked about um vampire the masquerade which is an entire you know different type of setting but I was wondering if things like uh, more futuristic or sci-fi sort of themes are underrepresented or if there is any sort of thematics that are under or overrepresented in LARP. Because when I was, I was just doing some general research for this and all I could mostly find was like medieval fantasy and that sort of stuff. And I was wondering, well, surely there must be something else out there. I suppose one's easier to do than the other, isn't it? But Well... Yeah, yeah, I was sure. wondering if there was something about that, but I don't know what's what's your experience of that. Uh, for me, there's it's definitely heavier on the fantasy side or the uh, you know kind of world of darkness, the vampire, werewolf, changeling, mm. mage. Mage the Awakening is is a little bit, uh, or Mage the Ascension is a little bit uh, different, but it's still in the world of mm. darkness. Um, but I think that that it's expanding now more there's there are some steampunk mm. ones and there's definitely some sci-fi you know based ones you just you're just gonna have to kind of dig for them more um i haven't really gotten to play in any sci-fi ones myself just a little steampunk um and definitely some world of darkness other than vampire so yeah i've heard of some that are um i think more in um in the US um, that are Western themed. Oh, that's cool. yeah, cool. Definitely. <laughs> uh, I know of one uh, that's themed on uh, Game of Thrones. Mm. Oh, okay. Very specific. Yeah. Um, yeah, there are probably some that are like Star Wars oriented or like sure, futuristic, yeah. apocalyptic uh, kind of uh, kind of LARP. But yeah, the most uh, the most uh, popular ones are really uh, medieval. Mm. Makes sense. I've I've heard of a few around that are um, like post-apocalyptic, which is uh, yeah. Yeah, that is also a little yeah. more yeah. popular. I, I was gonna I was I was gonna ask if any of you had done that because it sounds quite rad. Like here you go, <laughs> the world is is going through some form of catastrophe. Play your own Mad Max, um, <laughs> sort of thing. Yeah, uh, I was just wondering, you know, like that must be. Yeah, I don't know. I just couldn't figured it out in my head exactly how that would play out like i guess maybe part of me was thinking god that would be absolute chaos or or to what extent you would need to push aspects like things like survival or I, like i don't know you know mm. how how far yeah that would be that, that would go but <laughs> i just thought that would be cool um yeah i've i've heard of some that yeah do some interesting stuff around those themes yeah yeah, I guess it depends on the setting. Uh, it's always better when there's a good uh, structure and story around hmm. it. So, you know, there are many movies on Netflix um, that are uh, themed around the post-apocalyptic um, theme, yeah. sorry. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so let's say you do a story about uh, that it was the end of the world, you're the last groups of people, there's a new uh, type of hierarchy in the world, there's sub-races, mutations, and here's the setting, now play. Mm. People just interact, maybe they decide to do a revolution, start over, like somebody wants to be the new leader, who knows? But yeah, yeah. but they are, uh, and they decide uh, what kind of weapons exist in that type of word, uh, world, sorry. Uh, do they have access to guns? Do they only have access to um, 
to knives and swords and pipes and things like that. So mm. it really depends on on the story that is being built by um, by the uh, the animators. I, I have always wondered now that you mentioned that, like if if someone is doing like a modern or futuristic setting, mm. what do they do for guns? Do they just use Nerf <laughs> yeah. or something? <laughs> yeah. I guess that's not a bad choice. <laughs> Probably more like laser tag. Yeah. Oh I yeah, guess. that would make a lot of sense actually. Yeah. It looks like yeah. Yeah. I did get to do sort of a little bit uh Star Wars, you know, mostly mm. like, you know, you were Jedi Padawans had the cool lightsabers, but it was it was very short and uh, I'm sure that could be expanded quite a bit actually. And I also did uh for a very short period a Star Trek one, which oh, was okay. interesting. Um a lot of times we were, you know, in away parties and exploring planets and stuff like that so yeah cool. yeah yeah there's a lot of scope there for various different settings it seems like mm -hmm. the, the thing that i would really like to try on a lark but that's just because i'm just obsessed with it and, and i'm sure no one else would want to try it and i don't even know you could do would be like a wuxia type of martial arts um <laughs> fantasy so cool. <laughs> but but then i think well i would need to know proper martial arts for that like <laughs> what, am set up some, to, uh, what am i supposed to do set up um, some wires <laughs> just, uh, go, go wushu. just go study some wushu there. yeah <laughs> i mean you know like what how did, but uh, yeah that's that's always something that i thought would lend itself very well to the genre because you know there is there are always these little hooks and usually like rivalries and and there is factions and that sort of stuff. So I thought, oh, it's perfect, you know, just perfect setting for for an event. You just you can almost plan the events as some form of martial arts contest of who is the best or something <laughs> like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> It's it's yeah. it's it's cool, but but then I sort of thought about the practicalities of it, and I thought, yeah. Um, <laughs> hmm. well, normally in a LARP, there's no real hand-to-hand -hand combat. Mm. Yeah, because it's hard to do control. safely. Yeah, exactly. So even us, like uh, I started uh, fighting with shield and sword, mm. and there's no kicking the shield. You cannot mm. kick somebody in the shield and just be like rah. So yeah, yeah. yeah, they're obviously it, not in our LARP anyway, because there are different different rules for different groups for sure. Mm, right. Yeah. And most of the time you want to be safe because it's an yeah. event um that uh I mean if you don't want a LARP to be closed by the government or I don't know who, mm. uh mm -hmm. it has to be safe. Or yeah, a lot of rules I've seen are like, yeah, no no stabbing, you can only swing with a weapon and yeah, you yeah, can't same. even hit with your shield and yeah. Exactly. This is, so this you is have to be careful. Yeah. So if there was a wushu uh, themed uh, LARP, I guess it would be only with, uh, with yeah. weapons, like staff fighting or things like that. It could be quite um, limiting in a way, which is a shame. I mean, thankfully I, for me personally, it, it, the non-combat side of LARP seems like the most interesting person. Well, so, yeah, um, for sure. Yeah. It can be like a little, the combat can be a little thing on the side as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Wouldn't yeah. be the focus for me. Although there is something to be said that, you know, you're wandering through the dark in the forest and everything's very quiet and then all of a sudden you hear <laughs> that must be amazing. very very exciting and then you know you're running through the forest carefully carefully right. yeah. and you're, more and about you're sword fighting you know <laughs> creature or whatever it's pretty it's pretty uh, immersive i bet you think about more about your safety uh, than probably when you're doing a tabletop game 
Yeah. You know, like, yes. Well, my, my barbarian is just going to go in the wood and <laughs> there, like, oh, mm-hmm. I'll be sad, but who cares? But then when you're yourself in the wood, you're very nervous about every little, yeah, of course, every little uh, noise yeah. around because you can be just backstab uh, your total <laughs> amount yeah. of HP. You never know what's going to happen. That makes sense. Yeah, I guess you get kind of an element of almost real fear coming in. Mm. There. Yeah, you end Absolutely. up playing your character more accurately. Yeah. Yeah, and when we play, it's um, normally it starts around like because we do the whole weekend, um, so we often can stay up to four a.m. and still wow. have activity going on uh, because mm. we have some animators that are very into it. Oh, okay. Uh, and usually it starts around nine, ten again. Like we can have uh, wake wake up monsters. Oh, <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty brutal. You have to worry about getting stabbed in your sleep. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Yep. <laughs> that sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Mm. No, that's that's awesome. Well, um, I am now aware that we've run out of the time. I thought we probably had. So I guess it's just really, you know, any any last few things or comments or something that you thought about that you may want to share with anyone that is listening out there, guys, if, if you want to share that, this is your time. Otherwise, we've sort of run out of the time we had allocated to do this. So any last I thoughts? Do. The floor is yours. I totally do. Just very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, if you If you do LARP and you get into it, you will have memories that you'll never forget and you will tell them over and over again and they'll never get old. They'll be hilarious. They'll be, you know, heart wrenching, whatever it is. But to this day, even stories from 20 years ago, friends and I, we laugh about, we tell others about them and they laugh about it. And it's just, it's wonderful to build memories like that. Absolutely. And you have a lot of fun um, playing any type of situation. I was talking about power gamers who don't want to. Uh, mm-hmm to be heard, to lose, there's no losing or winning in this game. Like we always mm. talk about, oh, I'm going to be the one winning the LARP. There's, that's not a <laughs> that exists no. because there are so many people, so many situations and the stories, the best stories can be just, I think you talked about it in another podcast, a nipic death. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yes. So if you accept that your character can die, but then you yeah. embrace it and make it as epic as possible by uh, role-playing the hell out of it mm. it's going to be a great story that people are just going to talk about over and over and you're going to tell your kids about and your kids are going <laughs> to be like whoa i want to do that too and they are large for kids so yeah. you can play with your kids and have fun and bring them in your own little world and that's, that's very great yeah and it's a bit like a drug you know video <laughs> uh, video games you can start a story like a final fantasy and just be like playing for hundred hours to finish the game in one one go, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you LARP, it's for us at at least it's once a month, six months a year. Right. You have a little dose of it and then you're mm-hmm. like super excited and then it ends and you have to wait another month to continue. Mm. Oh. And so it's it's very there's a lot of adrenaline going on. It's like daytime TV before Netflix. Exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> Amazing. No, I, I think that's that's cool. And just the anticipation and the excitement and, and the build up. I think that's something that not a lot of hobbies have these days, particularly geek hobbies where you almost have everything accessible to you through the internet or 
anything you know it's it's there it's immediate so yeah. harnessing some of that sort you know that that build up that uh, working towards it or, or waiting to know what happens i i think that must be quite you know exciting so yeah, you, you just cut yourself from the outside world you turn off your phone if you don't have kids to worry about um you're not on the internet you don't have to worry about what time it is we always try to gauge what time it is with the sun <laughs> but, yeah nice uh, otherwise you don't care you're just yeah. in character and you especially don't want somebody to just uh, come and ask you like how's your life doing and yeah what's your new mm -hmm. job and whatever you you don't want to do that like the best moments <laughs> i have from larping is just like chilling by the campfire mm. And singing songs singing around the campfire. Huh? <laughs> yeah, chilling yeah. the campfire. Yeah, singing around the campfire is <laughs> a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah, definitely. There's there's something. Yeah, just being outside and moving around and not worrying about other stuff. Like, yeah, just yeah. definitely sounds like some of the best parts of it. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, and I think that's uh by it's by I think maybe April, you can tell me if I'm wrong, but is it by uh, having a discussion by the campfire that your character kind of like wanted to become my friend you know like i think we had a very like deep discussion at some point in the game it's it was very like we did in game and mm. it was deep and we we're talking about our gods and about uh, what, what was going on and about their families and things like that it was very uh, very intense it really was and, we and now friends. they're very close so so wait did you know each other in character before you knew each other out of character uh, so I met uh, Marissa each other in friends. Oh, okay. Sorry, April, go ahead. Sorry, I was just going to say, um, you know, I met Vanessa in character first. That is how I met right. Vanessa. Right, yeah. Character. That's, so, that's um, and then... Interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. And so a lot of my very good close friends are in this LARP. And hmm. I had met them through LARPing. And, you know, we get to explore many aspects of ourselves with each other. It's It's really incredible. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. And what's amazing to me too is that um, I did three different characters in that LARP, and through each of my characters, I made new friends. Mm. Like every time I make a new character, like I said, I want to work on something, but there are so also aspect uh, aspects of myself that I um, duplicate. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, um, some year, some few years ago, I was playing an old pervert, perverted wo woman. <laughs> Okay. I was very perverted. Yeah, <laughs> it was very loud, and I would always uh, be uh, playing with words and just saying whatever came to my mind. And for some people, <laughs> some of my great. close friends actually, it was very annoying because they couldn't understand why I was I I was playing a very serious character before, and I just had to get out of that uh, <laughs> that mold. And so I played that very goofy old lady who just liked to bring chaos into the world through pranks. <laughs> and yeah and mm -hmm. i like i started i made new friends that are now like closer friends that i've had before and yeah it just like my characters evolved and i evolved with it and my my social life evolved with it and like now with that new character that i made like i'm playing more with people mm -hmm. uh because my old characters were very uh, lone wolves Mm -hmm. But now this new one, I want to play more with people, to uh, to care more about what people do and think. And so that's how I met April. That's how we became mm -hmm. friends. Okay. That's how we started training together uh, through uh, throughout COVID. <clears throat> Sorry, throughout COVID. 
because we want to be fighters together um, in uh, in the game. But she's, I mean, she's already a pro fighter. She's just uh, uh, okay. <laughs> become a little bit better. <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah, it's been amazing. Uh, but the only last thing that I would say is if you LARP, the way that you're going to get the most out of it is if you ask yourself, how can I make the story better? Not how can I win, not how can I achieve my goals, but how can I make the overall story more interesting, more exciting um, for everyone involved? Mm. That's what I would say. Like, be a team player, make the game better for everyone. If that means that sometimes you're just in the background and being part of the scenery, then do it. And other times when it's your moment to be in the limelight, then step in the limelight. But mm. uh, don't don't take up all the space. You know, share space and create a beautiful story together, and it'll be much better for you. Yeah, I mean, gen generally good advice for life as well. To be uh, yeah, I was going to <laughs> say <Absolutely>. deep. <laughs> but yeah, excellent. Well, um, that's that's great. Thank you so much, guys, for sharing your stories with us. Um, I I hope I really hope it takes some of the larpers here in the UK and in other parts in Europe out of a. Uh, a, a rot that they must be feeling just for the lack of events and stuff. Um, and I, yeah, I really hope that, you know, people like me who may have not had their best uh, last or recent experience in, in LARP find mm. their way back into it, um, if, if that's their calling, of course, when things are a bit more stable here and, and people can do things. So, yeah, no, thank you so much for that and for sharing your expertise and making us all jealous from the fact that you know you get to do this in wonderful woodlands and amazing stuff which we don't have over here <laughs> we have a tiny bit yeah it's a not the same though is it <laughs> <laughs> let's face it it doesn't compare yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah well, you'll have to come visit you'll have to come visit well this yeah. is this is it we're gonna do a larping event purely so we can come um and have a look and and be like yeah yeah we we did larp in the best setting possible like you know <laughs> this is this is this is the the epitome of larping and and then and then we can go back and tell other people how they're not larping right now i'm joking <laughs> i would never I do mean, that but like oh yeah these trees yeah these trees don't feel realistic enough or you know <laughs> stuff like that <laughs> i'm joking um but no seriously thank you so much um and thanks everyone for listening at home yeah, thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. Really appreciate it. Anytime.